Welcome to the podcast, Sis, I See You Too, a podcast exploring topics black women seldom talk about publicly. You'll hear it all here on Sis, I See You Too. Here are your hosts, Cookie and Sparkle. Welcome to Sis, I See You Too. I'm here with my co-host, Sparkle. And Sparkle, you just moved into a new house. Yes, I did. And I'm so excited. It took entirely too long, but I'm so excited. So when did... So before you, before you, we um, go on with that, first of all, congratulations. Yay, homeownership is important. This is your first home? Yes. Okay. Now, I know the struggles, the troubles, the drama that you've had. Yep. What happened? Okay. So we're we going to make it short and dirty. I'm not going to name drop anybody. Okay. But trust and believe, if you ask me, I have receipts. So I can prove what I'm saying happened, happened. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you a time frame. This process started just over two years ago. Um, I was working with this wonderful realtor from um, Casa Reality. We were looking at houses and we always had like certain rules in place for those houses. You never look at houses with tenants because there were leasing issues, um, COVID regulations and stuff. There was just too much. So we always made it a habit not to look at a house with a tenant in it. So you're trying to buy a house during COVID? Yes. Okay. Yes. My landlord during COVID was taking such a major loss on his properties that he sold it to another um, landlord. And I had read the reviews about this landlord and they were not good. So I said, okay, I need to get from out of this situation. Let me start looking for a house. Okay. So I started looking for a house and it was like just crazy. I think I looked at like, I think 75 houses. 75? Oh, yeah. Like, I was out in Gates, Hilton, Parma. Like, I was everywhere. It was crazy, like, looking at some of these houses. And I really wanted to stay um, in a particular section of the city. So I, I kept trying to, like, go back to that neighborhood. But I was getting outbid in cash. Like, I could not keep up. Actually, one house I didn't get outbid on. I got underbid on because they... um waived inspection so the homeowner took a fifteen thousand dollar loss on the asking price because they waived inspection okay i could not do that i was in a first-time home buyers program which was really strict and i'm glad i was in a program so first-time home buyers programs for anyone who hasn't bought a home mm -hmm. it's for somebody who hasn't bought a home and in some instances haven't owned a home for at least three or sometimes five years or more. Yes. You have to save a particular amount of money. Mm -hmm. there, there are other qualifiers that you need, like fix your credit, um, stay within a certain limit, price limit. Yep. Right? Okay. Right. Go ahead. And like, like you said, saving that money, they go back and they check your bank accounts monthly to make sure that you are saving the amount of money you agreed to. Right. You can't open any new credit lines. So you can't uh, buy a new car, nope. new furniture. Nothing new. You have new. to maintain the status quo. Yep. Okay. Or like say if you use a credit card, they want the proof of that bill that you have paid it off. Okay. Perfect. Or that you're making those payments on time. That's very important that you're making timely payments. 
um, that you're not living above your income. Okay. So um, after being outbid, I think in the area I wanted to live in, I had been outbid in 10 houses, underbid on one. And one house, I showed up by myself where the other person showed up with their family and the homeowner wanted the house to go to a family. Mm. so they didn't realize like no i'm part I'm of family, family. <laughs> right. i just so um that's how i lost out on that house so finally we get to this house i like it it's in the neighborhood i want to be in it's right near my family and my support system great i remember um i was sleeping it was a saturday we had put in an offer on a friday it was a saturday and my phone would not stop going off and i had just worked a double so i was exhausted and finally, I get up and my realtor's like, hey, I know we went in at this offer. Um, they asked us to go to the asking price. You didn't answer your phone. I went in on good faith. We got the house. So I'm like, yes, great. Like, yes. finally, like. I'm a homeowner. Right. So we do um, all the paperwork. We do the inspection. Um, and I remember at the inspection, the person that was on the property was asking me about their um what do you call that fee brokerage fee Bro no um finder's fee mm -mm. when you rent a house the um the fee that they hold in case you damage the, their deposit right they were saying hey my landlord said you're gonna give me my deposit back when we move out and i'm like uh, excuse me so at this point i'm realizing the person that i've done the contract with and the person I'm looking at are two different people. She is a tenant. This is not her home. Oh, so, so you thought you were dealing with the homeowner. Yes. When I went onto the property, I thought that person was a homeowner. But she was the tenant to the property. Yes. Okay. So what happens? So I'm going, I, you know, and I read my contracts very thoroughly. Like some people will just sign it. Mm -hmm. No, I sit down. I think they sent me the contract and I think they thought they were going to get it back in an hour. Like, mm-mm. I sat down and read through every part to make sure everything was what I needed it to be. So I explained to my realtor, like, hey, this is a tenant. This is not the owner. So my realtor goes in, talks with the woman and explains, like, hey, she's not going to be renting this unit. Mm -hmm. She's going to be living here. So we get in touch with the seller and find out the lady is supposed to be moving out, I believe, the end of November. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, this right. was in 2000. 21 2021 okay so, now you know it's 2024 yeah yeah I, I, okay. I know okay. I know we it, when I say it was a long time coming <laughs> it was a long time coming so um I think we were thinking that she was getting ready to move out of the house we were doing you know things were just moving along on my side and I remember getting the appraisal from the bank and I was calling my realtor and I'm so excited. I'm like, did you see the appraisal? And then I start clicking on the pictures and I realized that all of her furniture is still in this house. Nothing looks boxed up in the pictures. Like nothing looks like, oh, hey, we're trying to get out of here or we had things to come back and get. She's still in the house. So you had a closing date? I had a closing date that had gotten pushed back because the seller hadn't done some needed repairs. Okay. So what was originally supposed to be my closing date, I believe, was December 12th of 2021. It got pushed back until uh, December 30th. So I'm, you know, packing my house. 
I'm taking time off from work. I'm, you know, maneuvering around all these things, anticipating moving in on the 30th of December. 2021. 2021. Now, mind you, I lived at the time five minutes away from where I would be moving to. So I didn't have any, you know, storage or anything like that. I'm like, I can drive the stuff in my truck around the corner. I don't need all of that. It boiled down to, I had already put in my notice with my landlord. I was anticipating moving in on the 30th. I had taken time off of work. And it got to the point where I'm like, hey, we're at December 24th. And I, I'm not hearing anything. What's what's going on? So uh, we were informed that the tenant was refusing to move out. And I'm like, that that's a them problem. That's between the seller and the tenant. They need to figure this out like, my lease expires on the 31st and I've already put in my notice to be out. So how is it? So the, so the owner of the home mm-hmm. never notified the tenant that the house was up for sale or what? So the tenant was aware the house was up for sale because there was a huge for sale sign okay. in the yard. So it wasn't like the tenant didn't know. The owner didn't live in the state. Okay. So, again, that problem of people coming from out of state, purchasing properties here, not maintaining them, not felt like I could go on for days, but we're going to bypass that. So, eventually, it just got to a point where I'm like, I have a week to find somewhere for me and my daughter to live. So, I called the um, original landlord back and I said, hey, can I extend my lease for just one month? 30 days, that's all I need. His um, assistant said, yes, absolutely. You've been a wonderful tenant. You make your payments on time. Great. I get a call back an hour later saying, hey, I'm sorry. He's already rented that unit out. Wow. So I call my mom. I'm like a mess. And I'm like, I, I need to come home. I don't, I don't want to come home. I feel like a failure. Like I'm going back home, mm-hmm. not because I didn't do my due diligence, but because of their nonsense. So December 31st, I moved out my house. And it's so funny how things happen. Um, the landlord had sent someone to collect my keys, I think, at 9 a.m. that morning. And I'm like, I have until midnight to move out of this house. The guy was so nice. No worries. He, like, he helped us, like, take things apart. <laughs> he helped us store the truck. He was like, get out. Right. He was just like, no, I'll help you. Like, right. you're a single mom. Is you your daughter? And just one of my random friends helping. Like, right. it was crazy. Does he not call the landlord? Because he rented one of the units down mm-hmm. the street and he was saying, like, it costs too much. He calls the landlord and says, hey, this unit is smaller. Can I rent this? And the landlord tells him, yes. Your unit. My unit that he had said that he rented out. So he had not rented? No. Okay. So I'm seeing red. So he lied. Yep, he lied. He lied. So I'm seeing red and I'm just like, okay, let me make the best of this situation. Let me go. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have a storage unit on that side of town because we're being told, hey, in three weeks, they'll be out. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Three weeks. So I get a storage unit on that side of town and I get a storage unit, one of those pods, and I put it in my mom's um, driveway. I think I saw that pod. mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I I lived out of that pod for a while. And it's just crazy because, like, we were just trying to get out of the apartment. I couldn't even tell you where half of my stuff was. I couldn't tell you where the shoes were. I couldn't tell you where my clothes were. Like, I tried to get as much as I could together for three weeks. But we didn't know that this was going to turn into a two-year thing. So, okay. 
So now you move out of the apartment. You're mm-hmm. living with your mom. What is going on in the house and what is the realtor and homeowner doing to help rectify the situation? So my realtor, and I, I will say her name, Sonia, because I did tell her we were doing this podcast. Okay. Uh, she was great. Like, we would be on the phone every day, like, Sparkle, I'm trying to get answers for you. And you, when you're closing on a house, you have a real estate lawyer that's, like, over the contract and the closing. Right. He's calling around trying to get answers. Now, keep in mind, most of these lawyers are friends. He's like, I, I don't know what to say. I've never experienced anything like this in all my years, like... It just kept being crazy. So this dragged on past three weeks. And I was working at a job where I was working with um, individuals that were sometimes homeless or Mm -hmm. victims of trafficking. Right. I'm essentially scared that I'm going to be homeless and I'm going to work every day, housing people and getting their needs met. And I can't get my needs met. So now my mental health is like starting to fail, but I have to keep up appearances. Right. Well, not only that, but you had to keep it up for your daughter. You right. needed your job. You right. needed all of that. Right. So I ended up uh, leaving that job because I just, my mental health mm-hmm. was just going downhill. And like you said, like I'm trying to keep appearances up for my daughter and create some stability for her. Right. While all this is happening. So. This dragged on for months. Like every day I'm calling, hey, do we have an update? Hey, we were told this day. Hey, we were told that day. At the time, the COVID laws prevented landlords from evicting people. So the tenant was taking advantage of those COVID laws. They finally, I think they, in February of 2022, removed that, um, that law regarding evicting people. Right. Yep. However, people were going to court trying to get these evictions. The city realizes, hey, if we're evicting all these people, we're going to have a mass homeless homeless process. Right. Right. So they were having people accept back rent. Like there were all sorts of situations happening. Again, I'm I'm stressed out because I'm trying to keep a normal life for my daughter. I'm working. I'm showing up for the community every day. Like if you don't know I was going through all of this, you saw somebody who was just trying to help the community and be better. Right. I have my dog staying with different friends, different people. Like, it was chaos all the time. I'm working crazy hours because I'm trying to keep my mind off the situation, but I'm also trying to have, you know, a savings so that when I get in the house, I have the things I need. I don't have to want for anything. So it was just a lot. And paying for two storage units, paying for people to watch your dog, that's a lot. So... Eventually, I think we were told April the woman was going to move out. In 2022. Yes. So we're told April she's moving out. And shout out to my supervisors at the time because they were so understanding when I would disappear for an hour to go get on a conference call with the lawyers and figure stuff out. Like they were so supportive. So six months from the original closing date, Mm -hmm. you were told she would be out. Yes. And I know some people are like, why you didn't just walk away? Well, because of that first time homebuyers program, I had a really low interest rate. While all of this was playing out, the interest rate started skyrocketing. Right. And I was told if I walked away from this deal, I would not be able to get that interest rate. I would have whatever the interest rate is the at the time. The interest of, rate at yep. the time. So let me ask you this. While 
this is going on. You can't close. The tenant is still living there. Your realtor, the real estate attorneys are doing um, what they need to do. What was the homeowner doing or the former homeowner doing to kind of help? Help? <laughs> she was the problem. Um, so ignoring her attorney, because again, these were the real estate attorneys for the closing of the home, not for litigation or anything, just for the closing of the home. It got to the point where her attorney said to my attorney, like, she's not responding to me. They're not like, I don't know what's going on. So it got to a point where I would stop telling my daughter we were going to move because every time it was, I was lying to her because they were lying to me. The homeowner was lying to you. Yes. Okay. Oh, we did this. We They were supposed to evict this woman. We were just waiting, 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 um, just waiting all the time. And my friends and family would drive by the house like, nope, her car's still there. Nope, the light's still on. Nope, like, they're lying to you. They are lying. So it finally got to a point where I said, hey, I'm just going to back out the deal. I'm just going to find out somewhere to rent and be done with it. Well, when they send you the letter to um, back out of the contract, it's absolving the seller of any and all wrongdoing. wrongdoing. And I was sitting there and I was getting ready to sign. And something said, well, this doesn't absolve you for breaking that contract. Like there's nothing in here protecting you. Right. It just protects the seller. It's saying I won't go after them. I won't hold the um, real estate company liable. It's just oh. all this stuff protecting them and I was like I don't feel good about this because what if I sign off on this and then she comes back and says well you walked away from this deal after I invested all this time I'm coming after you like there was just too many too much where 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 it could have been punitive right on you especially financially right because now you've stopped me from selling the house we had a contract now I have to start all over again and I'm expecting x amount of dollars from the sale of the home Right. So let me ask you this then. What did the homeowner do? So actually. Because in my mind, she's still the homeowner. Yeah, she was still the owner. Um, Not much. Stayed out of town where they were living. Didn't really come up here to address anything. I think one time in the initial beginning, they came up here to address the repairs. But outside of that, nothing was done. Wait a minute. Stop repairs like did, were there repairs already not like simple things like okay. you know like this needs to be patched that's mm-hmm. not working correctly like nothing no, too the extensive normal homeowner things you yes. do before a new homeowner as the seller does yes. before the person comes in for the final walkthrough yes okay okay so finally it got to a point where and i had been talking with my realtor and the other lawyers and I was given advice like, hey, you should take her to court for breach of contract. Now, when I found out who the person was by like, because you our names are on the contracts. Mm-hmm. I thought this person was a decent person. I had gone to high school with them. Their family is very well received in the community. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, OK, they're going to do the right thing. This person is a black woman. I'm a black woman. They have a family. I have a family like I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Right. When there should not have been any benefit given. So finally, it comes down to me having to secure attorney. And you know, um, those it's not cheap. I had to retain an attorney. I had to, I think that first month, I paid maybe six or $7,000 in retaining and filing paperwork. And 
we still didn't get anywhere. It was always, oh, we're working to resolve this, blah, 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 blah. Like it got to a point that started in, I retained the attorney in July. All the paperwork started going out in August. Mm -hmm. It came to a point where we were in another year. So now you bought the house in 2021. Mm -hmm. You were supposed to close in 2021. The date was changed to April, 2022 from Mm -hmm. December, 2021. You're going through this whole yep. ordeal, and now we're in 2023? No, nope, we were still in 2022, but okay. they were dragging it along. Like, okay. they weren't answering my lawyer, and they were doing whatever they could to frustrate the process. So, finally, we get to January of 2023, and we start getting somewhere. Like, we're going to court. Like, we've tried working this out with you both, mediating. So, you had to sue. I had to sue. I had to sue. And it's not a cheap process. So everybody was thinking like, oh, you at your mom's house. You saving all this money. No, that that money was going towards storage, legal Legal fees. fees. Um, So finally, we get to court and the judge is like, yeah, this is a blatant breach of contract. Like, fix it. Do what you need to do to fix it. So that was January. In February, um, some of my family friends kept saying, like, the house looked empty. It looked like they're gone. It looked like... And I'm like, uh, I, I wouldn't trust that. So in February, still nothing. My attorney says, okay, we, we need to go back to court. We're done with this. Wow. You're not, you're not turning over the documentation we're asking for. You're not like, they accidentally sent her an email saying that it was supposed to be a privileged conversation between um, the attorney and the client. The, cl- the attorney sent it to my attorney on accident, basically saying, hey, we can freeze her out this deal. The market's up. Just keep forcing her hand to, to basically waste my money. That's what her lawyer was the, advising her to do. And, and mistakenly communicate. Uh, yeah. Ain't God good. Won't he Won't do it? Won't he will? Won't he will? Okay. Okay. So now you take her back to court. And mm-hmm. I know the judge had to be hot on fire when he saw that email. So. Keep in mind, there was a new election cycle in between time. So we ended up with a whole new judge. Oh, wow. So they had to kind of catch up. And basically, the judge was like, she she has a clear case here. If you don't resolve this with what she's asking for, and this goes fur- further into litigation, you're going to take a bigger loss than you're already taking. So at that time, I was asking for $40,000 in damages of what I had spent of my own personal money for the inconvenience. 40, okay. 40,000 storage mm-hmm. um, units. Keep in mind, I had right. two. Um, I was paying people to keep my dog. I Then once it just got to be too much, going to this person to, you know, be mm-hmm. with your dog. Like, right. it was just too much. So then bringing him onto the property, um, making sure the property was dog friendly and dog safe. Like, that was an expense, too. Paying groomers to come out and take care of him because we didn't have anywhere to safely wash him. Like, right. there was just so much that people don't even think about in your everyday life that translated into this. So in one of the pieces of paperwork, it said, Hey, we're ready to close on this deal. The person is gone off the property. However, there was damage to the kitchen. Okay. Now damage to the kitchen doesn't sound that bad, right? Right. You figure maybe the, the, the knobs on the stove aren't working or, the faucet is leaky or right. Like, you know, maybe they took the, the fridge out or something mm-hmm. or there. So, um, they knew we were going for our final walkthrough before I would sign on the paperwork. Right. 
Of course, as you should. And I'm so excited. I've called my best friend to come with me. And I'm like waiting for her. And the guy comes. I give him the money for the inspection. Mm -hmm. We go in the house with her realtor. She still never came up here. Wow. And I immediately start sobbing. The house smells awful. There's garbage everywhere. There, I can see where things have been damaged, like the fire. There was a fireplace in the wall, and I was so excited about mm -hmm. it. It was a gas right. fireplace. It had been damaged. I walk into the dining room. There's garbage everywhere, like diapers with fecal matter in it. Really? Ew. And I turn around to go into what should have been the kitchen. There was no kitchen. Like. No cabinets. No cabinets, no flooring, no no fridge. No, There was nothing. Not even like the wall was there. It was just the outside parts of the house showing. Wait a minute. They had taken the... the they had taken... Because... And we still don't know for sure how this happened. But what was explained to us, uh, my team, was that a pipe had frozen in the wall during the winter and flooded throughout um, that kitchen area of the house. It flooded so bad that the neighbor, it flooded into the neighbor's yard and they had to call the real estate company to say, hey, this is flooding into our yard and so our basement. So do you think that the person that was living there did that maliciously? That's what the information we were told, okay. but I, the way both of them were moving, who knows if they were in it together. To, you know, they didn't like right. each other. Y'all have this thing going on and I'm caught in the middle of it. So I, I'm sobbing because there's no kitchen. I can't move into this. Right. There's no kitchen. And as we're going through the house. And the bank is not going to sign out. Right. Off for you to move in. There's no kitchen. Um, lights aren't working. Like there were all sorts of issues. We go upstairs. There are huge, huge holes in the wall. There's food in the wall. Like they're, like when they left, they made a statement. So what so once you get there, you find all of that. What is the next step? Like, what did you have to do? Did you go back to court? So we went back to court, and I, I sent the pictures over to everybody. Um, the first time homebuyers agency so that they could know what had happened. Mm -hmm. um, the inspector sent over everything as well. Um, we sent them to my lawyer who sent them to her lawyer. Like, everyone knew, hey, we are not closing next week. This is what's going on. I don't know what was going on in seller's mind where she thought, oh, I'm going to pay full price for this house with all the damages to it. Like, it was bad. And you've seen the pictures. You, right. It was awful. So were you able to get a reduction in the price so of the house? So the agreement we came to um, to avoid going to court was Between that. you and the seller yes, and both attorneys. Is that there would be a significant reduction in the house and that I would not go after her for the damages. So okay. I ate the loss of everything I had to spend within that year and a half and she would eat the loss on the property to cover the repairs. So what was the dip price difference? You don't have to tell us what you paid for the house. Um, it was about 40,000 in difference. Okay. Um, so again, we go to the property to close and there's still garbage on the property. Like the seller didn't even ask her real estate attorney, like, Hey, can you have the garbage taken out of here? Like, so she did, she really did nothing. Extra. Nothing, nothing. Like this woman was nasty. And I really couldn't believe that she was a member of the family that she's a member of. Wow. 
So wow, we're gonna leave it at that because we don't want any we don't want to yep. name names and but, do all of that. You know, my realtor was like, Sparkle, don't worry about that. We're gonna get it taken care of. I got you. I got you a new contractor. If you trust in me and trust in him, we got you. So now, where are you now in the process? So we actually closed officially in September. Okay. Um, he had to three get, years later, almost. September 2023. So that was a little under okay. two years. Okay. So um, we closed. He started the renovations, and there was so much work. Like he was so nice about some of the things. Like I'm like, hey, I'll pay you to do this. I'll pay, and he's like, no, don't worry about it. You've been through enough. We. I'm going to make this a house that you're proud to walk in. Because I would walk into the house and be like, I hate this house. I don't even want to live here now. Because of the experience and the condition that the house was left in. But he he's a miracle worker. Like The kitchen's the right? The kitchen is amazing. It I just love... I was just going there and staying there. Like, it's amazing. It's a smart kitchen. Um, just the, And the flooring is so beautiful. I can't wait for you to come to the... Um, the home, the um, housewarming. housewarming. I'm I'm so excited. Like, I walk in there now, and I feel excited to be in my home. So let me ask you this. What advice, number one, did your realtor give you regarding, because obviously she didn't know, or they thought it was just a regular tenant-landlord situation. When they mm -hmm. know they're going to close, they move. Yes. So what advice would you give to a new homeowner going through a process like this always 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 ask if there's a tenant um on the property your actual contract will say does anyone have legal tie to this house so like is it part of an inheritance is there a couple that's divorced and and the wife's name is still on the deed like she has the ability to claim this house like always ask those questions uh, the real estate agent always warned me against tenants in a property because if they have a lease and I buy that house, they get to stay in that house until that lease is up. Okay. So you need to ask those questions. Hey, there's a tenant here. When is their lease up? When, you know, those kind of things. Because you're not essentially signing up to be a landlord. What if they damage that property before you move into it? So you don't want to sign any paperwork until... You've asked, like, detailed questions. Um, a lot of people during this process, like we're waiving inspection. And I know one person, we were going through at the same time, mm -hmm. waived inspection and found out they had a flooding issue later on. Well, you can't go back over to after no. the original homeowner because you chose not to have the property inspected to understand what could potentially be wrong with the property. Now, you're not going to catch everything, but you want to catch those big issues. Right. And be careful when a homeowner refuses to pay for something like mm -hmm. I ran into a situation bought a home asked for a chimney inspection and the landlord was like no I'm not going to inspect the chimney so I went back and said well if that's the case then I want to take a certain amount of money off because if you're not going to inspect the chimney that means there really is something wrong right. with it right Right. Yeah. And that couple that underbid me that $15,000, sometimes I want to go to that house and be like, is everything okay? Because that was such a huge loss in that market at that time, just because you waived inspection. 
what was wrong with that house? So, right. So now that $15,000 that they saved mm-hmm. now is a liability because they have to fix that. Right. So now that you've gone through this, uh, one last question. Do you know where the tenant is? A former tenant or what happened? Or? No, um, but I do know that um, they used me as a reference for, for another <laughs> home buying program. No, and I was like, no, they didn't. Because I, I had shared like that resource before things got right. ugly between ugly. the two of them. And I remember when they called me, I was like, hey, just so you know, this person used you as a reference. And I'm like, I would, no, no, no. I would not recommend them for anything in regards to this. Like, which again, it wasn't my decision. They just thought it was funny that given all we had all experienced that they would use me. That they had the Mm -hmm. the audacity to use you for reference. Yes. Well, listen, one other question. If anybody is going through this process, like they want to go into being a home buyer from your experience, because I've never heard of an experience like this. The attorneys were shook. They didn't, they were like, we've never experienced anything like this. And they're like, well known in Rochester and New York state for like, they, they were confused. So the number one piece of advice that you would give someone going into purchasing a home is, Read everything like do not skip over a single detail because I promise you it will save you in the end. If you're questioning it, talk to your legal team, talk to your realtor, like do not just let something go because you want to make things easy. This is your financial future. This is a home that you're investing in and going to live in. Ask questions. Well, listen, I just want to say congratulations to you. I know some of the story. I didn't realize that the struggle was that difficult for you. So I'm just going to say to anybody, if you are buying a home, please use competent professionals, a realtor, real estate attorney, Mm -hmm. unless you have law and real estate experience. Do what you need oh, to do, but just I recommend. I did find out after the fact because I wanted to go after the seller for my um, legal fees. And they said because it wasn't in the original contract, I could not do so. But they also said in most standard contracts, that's not something they put in. But I did find out that you can ask for that to be put in your contract. To get legal fees back. back should, should they breach the deal? Oh. And you have to go after them. You can have that put in that contract. But they said that wasn't standard practice because they had never run across a situation like mine. Wow. Well, listen, I just want to say congratulations. We did it. You did it. You and your baby have a home now. Yes. It's nothing like turning the key, walking into your own home. And I just want to encourage anyone who is interested in home ownership do your research. Mm-hmm. Check out the first time home buyers pro, uh, pro programs. Check your credit. Start yes. saving your money and really invest in generational wealth Absolutely. for your families. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Sparkle. I know I don't share a lot, but I just I wanted people to know because I know some people are like, oh, you're acting a little funny. Like I was carrying a lot. That's and- a lot. 
you know, showing up the way that I did. Now that I look back, I'm like, girl, you superwoman, because I don't know how I was showing up the way I was for the community and for everybody else. Well, that's stressful in and of itself. But like my grandmother said, Miss Laura, you stood the test. Yes. You stood the test. And I want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network. Good night. Good night.